Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. God's presence with him, and he was focused only on that interaction with God. Nothing else mattered. That's what he means. Please hear my heart with this, guys. God is unchanging in his nature, right? He is who he is. That's even what he said in the beginning with Moses, you remember? I am. Tell them that I am sent you. It's unchanging, immutable. He is who he is forever. And he always behaves according to who he is. We sometimes separate the God we follow today from the God who existed at the time that the books of Scripture were inspired and written down. As Pastor Robert explains in today's message, God still takes to and communicates with men. It is vital that we are devoting time to listening for his voice. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. Now I've never seen an angel. I don't feel like I have authority over that angel. But I believe God has assigned to me an angel. He's given me the responsibility to serve you as the pastor of this church, to be the messenger to the best of my ability, presenting to you from the word what I believe God would say to us as a family. Everybody following me? And I believe there's, an, I believe there's angelic involvement with that. So maybe it's both. That's my point. Maybe it's both. Maybe this is a message, because I'm thinking, if, I be, if I'm John, I'm like, how am I going to deliver a letter to an angel? Do you understand what I'm saying? I think, I think God delivered the message to the angel. I think John was supposed to give it to the pastor. I think this was a physical letter. Well, we know it was, because we have it, a physical letter written to a pastor. But notice, more importantly, where the pastor, where the messenger, where the stars are being held. The right hand of Jesus himself. I love that. I love that. Because if, if I'm right about this, that means he holds me in his right hand. And he says the, the lampstands, and, and this is going to become important later as we keep going through the book, the lampstands represent the church. So here we have, we're, we're clearly taught that, okay, there are symbols involved here. Yes, this, there's symbolism, Right? The stars, the lampstands, they actually represent, you know, the, the angel, probably the pastor, as well as the lampstand actually represents the church. He's going to give us more detail about why that's significant later on. But, but going back to verse 10, he says, John says he was in the spirit. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means he was praying. 
Oh, it's more than that. It can't, it can't be that simple. But it is that simple. It is that simple. He was in the Spirit. He was praying. Listen, most Christians today never experience what John refers to here because most Christians never move beyond what I'll call the outer courts of God's presence. Myself included. I've been convicted here lately that, you know, it's easy to just go through the motions in prayer. I mean, I pray basically the same prayers every day unless there's some crazy crisis situation that, you know, and then I pray about that. But generally speaking, I'm praying for you guys, praying for the church. I'm praying for specific ones who are going through stuff or, you know, have areas of responsibility. I pay, pray for Pastor JP and his family pretty much every day. Pastor Rick and his family pretty much every day. You see what I'm saying? The people who have, you know, responsibilities here, the, the people that I see struggling. But you, you get my point, right? I'm praying basically, do you understand it's easy to just pray those prayers every day? Lord, bless Moises and his family. Protect him, God, as he serves the Spanish congregation. Lord, please make us fruitful. Provide for us, Lord. We need your help. It's easy to, to get into a, a prayer routine that becomes a rut. Most of us, unfortunately, Rarely, if ever, do what Jesus taught in Matthew 6, verse 5. Jesus said, when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, listen to this, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, Pray to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Now, let me tell you what he was not saying. Jesus was not saying that any public corporate prayer is invalid. That's not what he was saying, because he tells us in other places, two or three of us gather together and pray. So we know that's not what he was saying. Then what was he saying? What he was saying is that we need to follow the example that he himself set. We're told repeatedly that he got alone. He, he drew aside to pray. He's telling us here, get into the secret place with God. Modern terminology, take a retreat with Jesus. Get alone with the Lord from time to time. If you can't do it every day, at least try to do it you know, on a very regular basis. We need time alone with the Lord. I mean, sure, we pray before meals and at bedtime and, you know, whatever, but we rarely really get alone with the Lord in personal fellowship. John was alone with the Lord. That's what he's saying. I was in the spirit on the Lord. What he's saying is just me and Jesus. We're hanging out. Sometimes we make things more mystical than we, than we should. Here lately, it's funny, my, my, my medical doctor has, has given me incentive so every morning I'm getting out and trying to run, walk, just, you know, just get moving. Because most of my time is spent like this, you know, eight hours a day with a phone, iPad, computer, whatever. And they're like, you're getting old. You better get moving. That's basically what they told me. I'm paraphrasing. The guy that did my testing at the, at the, at the hospital last week, he, he said, you know, it was so funny. He said, you suggest that your age is 58. I said, yes, that's correct. He says, well, the tests say you're 57, so that's, that's okay. 
And then he starts telling me the other test results. What he was telling me is, you're an old guy, and the tests prove it. And, you, and he kept emphasizing, he's like, now would be a good time for a lifestyle change. But it's motivated me to get out early in the morning and just go walk. Just go move, you know, just walk. And I've had some of the sweetest times in the spirit walking down the railroad track. Me and Jesus, I'm listening for trains. Don't be, don't be asking me about the trains. Me and Jesus picking up golf balls because it's right by the golf course, Miami Shores Country Club. I got a big old collection of golf balls. A buddy of mine plays, I don't play golf. I don't have time for golf, but a good friend of mine plays golf. So I got a box of golf balls to give him. Just from like the last month. Just walking along, praying, talking to the Lord, spending time with God. That's my secret place. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's nobody else around. I rarely bump into anybody. Once in a while, once in a while. If I'm a little late getting started, this morning I was out there at 6, so very few people like to walk in the dark on the railroad tracks. John was aware of God's presence with him, and he was focused only on that interaction with God. Nothing else mattered. That's what he means. Please hear my heart with this, guys. God is unchanging in his nature, right? He is who he is. That's even what he said in the beginning with Moses. You remember? I am. Tell them that I am sent you. It's unchanging, immutable. He is who he is forever. And he always behaves according to who he is. Or to put it another way, God's conduct is always in perfect harmony with his eternal, immutable nature. What does that mean to us? Well, at the risk of sounding sacrilegious, it means God is a talker. God is a talker. In the beginning, what did he You know, John chapter 1, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Do you understand what I'm saying? He describes himself in terms of communication. The Word, he still communicates. He did not write a book and then close his mouth forever. That's completely illogical. Makes no sense. He hasn't changed. He's still communicating. We're so glad you joined us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio. If you enjoyed today's message and would like to learn more about this program, we invite you to visit our website, MainThingRadio.com. There you'll find an archive of previous broadcasts as well as a link to our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. Right now, we'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can help support the ministry of Main Thing Radio. Here's Pastor Robert with more information. I'm so blessed to be a part of spreading the good news of the gospel message through these broadcasts. But just as with any ministry, there are costs involved in producing this program. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with us in our ministry here at Main Thing Radio? This month, we have a special thank you gift for any donation of $20 or more. Spiritual Discipleship, Principles of Following Christ for Every Believer by J. Oswald Sanders. 
is a book that explores what it means to be a disciple of Christ. This book is for those who want to imitate Christ, not just believe in Him. If you'd like more information, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click Donate at the top of the page. Thanks for being part of what we do here at Main Thing Radio. Thanks, Pastor Robert. Thanks for listening today. And join us again for another journey into the Word of God right here on Main Thing Radio.